Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of that one time I was abducted by aliens. Things look a little bit weird on the screen if you're not our audio listeners and our YouTube listeners. It's me, it's Jamie. I'm here, but we are sans Bree today. She's she's doing some UFO stuff right now that we can't talk about. But we have Bobby, my co-host, filling in for me. Everyone say hi to Bobby. And then we have Amy down here, the wonderful, sweet Amy, Alien Girl 111, who has a YouTube show. And we're here for Experience November. And we are talking about Amy and her experiences and her whole journey into this whole UFO world that she is currently taking by storm with Alien Girl 111 YouTube channel. (laughs) It truly is. So Amy, where- And I met you. I know, right? Where did you- That's like the best part. Anywhere. Where did you start? Where did you start dipping your toes in? Like, where was your first experience and how did you get involved in this crazy world? Yeah. So I remember being like eight years old and I was watching TV and Linda Moulton Howe came on. She was on the TV and she was showing all the cattle being mutilated. She was explaining how that couldn't happen. And even at the age of eight, I knew that was weird. And then when I was like 12, watching the news again, big triangular craft rolling through Phoenix, Arizona, a mile long, two miles long. I look at my dad, dad, what is that? He's like, I guess that's an alien spaceship, (laughs) you know? And it just kind of, it's, and I live in New Mexico. So it's, um, you know, I live, yeah. And just the history of like UFO history here is, is absolutely, um, insane um but and then when youtube came out i'm I'm sure both of you can understand you know the first thing probably a lot of us ufo nuts did was like ufo ufo right and youtube like the second i got a Mm freaking phone or whatever youtube i was like ufo ufo and so i wanted to watch like every i'd never seen anything up until that point i live um I live, you know, in New Mexico, there are Air Force bases around. Um, And so I, you know, they're they're throughout the city, you know, sometimes you can be in an area of the city where like you can see that stuff, you know, because you're near an Air Force base. Um, You know, so I was somewhere in the city, right? And I was near one of these Air Force bases. It's actually um, Kirtland, Kirtland Air Force Mm -hmm. Base, which is a prominent one. There's been UFO sightings there. Um, it's, it's legit. Um, and I'm like, there's like this triangular TR3. TR3B. Guys. Yeah. Like, straight up. It's cool to talk to people who are into it, right? Like, cause they know guys, exactly the imagery. Yeah. Back engineer tech, who knows what it was, but it was a TR3B rolling, rolling. Okay. And I look at it and I was like, looking at it. Right. Um, and at first I thought it was birds, but like birds don't glow at 10 mm-hmm. p.m. at night. And <laughs> they it don't glow totally, at all, I don't think. It was totally <laughs> Not silent. at all, yeah. And then it like rolled right in front of me and then at, at the time of witnessing that, did you think that it, did you know what it was or did you think it was something alien or what was no, going I, through I knew. Then? Okay. I knew what I saw um, and I was going to go tell everyone. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> And boy, was I shocked with the response of people and how they perceived me after that. I was like, da, 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 da. hey guys, guess what? I saw a UFO. Everyone thinks you're um, seeking attention and all this stuff. But when I really like break it down logically and I look back at the experience, I mean, it's right by an Air Force base. We know there's back engineered technology. Mm-hmm. We're seeing these things flying up and down in, in the ocean. Maybe I'm not as crazy as even I thought I was with what I saw that day. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that and I was like surrounded by all these people who were just like, there's no way, Amy, you didn't see that. I was like, screw this. This is not how it needs to be. So I went and I was looking for a YouTube video that looked exactly, exactly what I saw. And I found a couple. I found a couple that look like what I've seen. 
and I see them frequently. Like I see, you know, the different type, right? It's like a triangular one. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that that became frustrating, not knowing that mm-hmm, like people mm-hmm. just couldn't believe me. Like people, I like they just can't believe me when I say I saw a UFO, you know, but it's so fun to hang out with you guys because you're like, yeah, you know, that stuff happens. Yeah, I, I consider this a lot like therapy in the sense that like it's really interesting how you like can bring these phenomenon up to people that you love and trust and know and you 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 bring these things up in good faith and it's it's like dismissed or eye rolled or whatever it is and it's like dude I'm not you know I'm not here to you know me right you have that whole like what are you you know what is like um it's just really interesting how like any challenge to anyone's paradigm that's uncomfortable with you know penetrating their worldview into something unfamiliar is so they get so defensive about it and it doesn't matter whether you go the true ufo alien route or you say maybe it was a government thing it's almost like equally sounds equally insane to a lot of people so um yeah just to your point i like that we can all kind of get together and discuss these things in a non-judgment zone if that makes sense and amy who was the first person that you talked to in your life about these experiences who did believe you good question jamie give me a second that's jamie. a good one who was the first person yeah because you have all of these people who are telling you i don't believe you i'm not into it but you have to remember the first person who were like hey i saw a ufo and they were like oh really tell me more i'm trying to think like pre-internet um like you didn't have like a friend or a cousin or your your partner at the time no, it's not like my friends didn't disbelieve me and it's not mm-hmm. like they were upset or it's not like they were trying they were they just were so shocked i get you they couldn't mm-hmm. relate mm-hmm. and then when i started talking about it on shows and stuff that you guys understand the context of everything i just said mm-hmm. within the usos the ufos um and people like they just just disregard it or they show no interest in it they see no reason to put interest in it the first person who believed my mom okay yeah well that's a good one to have i guess that is a good one to have my mom said she believed me now when you were looking i believe you me too when (laughs) you were looking at these youtube videos to try to reference what it is that you saw did you start to find a community of people who were talking about ufos or did that not come till later that was during that time yeah well those were the the live chats third phase of moon ah, the second they yes, launched yes, yes. third yeah. phase of moon live chats i was in there hanging out yeah and um i just i'm i was I, I was ready for it you know i was ready for disclosure um anybody you know the second i could get i mean i don't i look back on it and i, I it's always been with me like um like the citizens hearing in 2001 I look back at 2001, I was putting my internet jack into my computer and in the wall, and I was going to find the Stephen Greer hearing. And mm-hmm. I watched it, and it was like six hours long. I watched it live, I think live. I mean, there was only a yeah. one budget. And I just, so I don't know. It all kind of unfolds, and then and then it gets, and then I get sucked into it. Like, I get sucked into it sometimes more than when I'm searching for it. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it, like, fun, and then I'm like, well, you know... You know, there, there are these these things ahead that I have to go and accomplish. Um, yeah. So every time I feel like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to deviate. It's just like it's built into me. Does that make sense? It feels mm-hmm. like it's built into me. Like you're like, when was the first community? Well, the live chats were were it because I didn't have to tell people who Phil Schneider was. I didn't have to explain all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like these were people who really knew and I could bounce the real ideas off of it. Okay, do you know how long it takes any of us to explain to our friends the, the in-depth crazy stuff that we we look at, we like to hear about, research, um, yep. and just knowing like every little detail of all these little cases. And you almost have to get them, you have to get them bought into like 10 different things before you can get to the thing you actually want to talk about, which drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. But you had mentioned that, um, you know, you had seen the Linda Moulton Howe stuff. And then I'm assuming it was the Phoenix lights that you had mentioned earlier. Um, Was that kind of the, the fuse that was lit? Or did you create like, did you have, did you gravitate more towards the stuff after you started having your own experiences? Or were you always kind of interested in it? 
I was always into it. Okay. Always. And always. Did, did you ever find yourself because you were now more involved with the subject having more sightings of things? No, but I would say like consciousness and mm -hmm. telepathy and like my psychic abilities have just and sometimes it's like a lot of vibrations and energy. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of people don't necessarily when they think about UFOs and things, they don't bring in the psychic and the consciousness aspect of it. So it's interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't associate it with that. There's this big divide, I think, within the UFO community with these nuts and bolts and these consciousness spiritual people. And I think that you're somebody who totes the line between those two because you're somebody who's really into the government documents that are coming out, but you're also really into the spiritual side of it. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, most definitely. I definitely remote view um, you know, and, and my experiences, yeah, like I, I've talked about this briefly on a couple shows where it's hard for me, like when, when we talk about astral projection, mm -hmm. I've had some deep meditations that have transformed me, you know, it did feel like it was real. It did feel like I was right there. Right. And it was weird. <laughs> message I got was weird what was your and, message that you got and I think yeah, maybe this is what's fun astral projection thing I want to talk about that I I don't know if I did though <laughs> that I means you did that I was like I was gonna say usually when someone says they don't know if they did or not that usually makes me feel like they're a little bit more inclined to actually be doing it I want to know what message did they give you because that's very interesting yeah, sure. So I would say the entity, like my power alien, mm -hmm. like a power animal, but a power alien <laughs> is like um, a female sort of like goddessy motherly alien. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I guess you could say, I feel like I encountered her twice. Mm -hmm. um, the first was when I was doing CE5 in my backyard. And that's when I posted my first video, which was uh, the picture of, of the craft it's just a little dot who who knows right like it's not the best evidence but I I, I kept saying like I, I was like I wanted to be able to take a photo right and I said if I put it if I took a photo I put it on the internet <laughs> that was this is where so it all started it all starts there yeah too, yeah it starts there and then I go and I get like and and so it was just weird because in that moment like there was some feminine sort of energy there I can't really explain and then I went and I did the Stephen Greer meditation um this is where I did the Stephen Greer meditation and it was like the one you pay for that's five bucks or whatever you know I was like a little app this. yeah you know I was like it was a day off we were gonna do this right we were gonna get in touch with the aliens so I go and I do my little Stephen Greer pod not podcast but my Stephen Greer meditation mm-hmm and I'm like, so this is my in-depth, okay, I'm transformed and I'm going to this planet and this planet is completely barren. It's completely desert. There's barely any atmosphere. It's rocks and dirt and nothing's growing and no life forms. There's nothing, okay? And there's this entity and she's sitting on a rock meditating um, and she's got like clothing on just like a nice little robe. Her head's probably like this big. And, um, she says, you're finally here. And I was like, this is such a freaking weird story. She was what like, nice you're finally greeting. here. Well, and it's not I was weird like, at all. I was like, what? I was like, she was like, well, you know, I'm glad you came here on time. Um, and I was like, what is this place? And she's like, well, you know, I talk to people all the time throughout all sorts of different dimensions, um, you know, and I'm bringing you here so that we can kind of, you know, discuss, discuss some things. And I was like, okay, well, okay. So what, what am I doing here? Like, what, why, why would you tell me this? Like, what am I here to learn? And she just said, love. And then she gave me like this really warm, amazing hug like hugging like just somebody who and then she said I want you to go back and teach them love and um 
I was like, wait, no, this is confusing. I was like, I don't understand, you know, like, what's your name? What's your name? And she told me her name was Sita. Mm, mother of earth in Hindu. I did not know that in the meditation. Really? Oh. I looked it up later. Ah. And uh, Jess from the, uh, Jess Raji, she mm-hmm. had a similar goddessy astral meditation like this as well and then I was like well I need to know more you know you got to tell me what's up and um this motherly entity was like no I have other appointments it's time for you to go I have other appointments and then I was back interesting so okay do you think that okay you say that you it felt real so to me in my mind I I think that the astral plane that that those things happen on is real like it's not a dream time it's not it is just a different dimension of reality that we are reaching into do you kind of feel that same way about that oh definitely I I would like to me I would say that like that's an alien experience that's you have an experience with an alien whether it was in person flesh on earth it was in person and real in your life well I mean it has to be right Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. it's it's not all it's not all made up and like like I'm, I'm telling you how I'm even like stuttering but it's a lot's opened up right and then we have 11 11 November 11th is on Thursday mm-hmm. so that's going to be a big like portal opening I feel this way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what, what um, where is that where does that come from is that like a significant number historically like with 11 11 in numerology is like the beginning it's like the it's like the dawn it's it's um it's it's uh transcending it's it's everything cool yeah um anyway so right the name of the show is alien girl 111 this is there are numbers associated with with these energies 111 and so, um, I don't know, it's been a powerful number to put at the end of the name. It is, it is. I guess we should, for everyone who's watching and listening, Bree's here. Hi, Bree, welcome. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry, my microphone's not working. It's like, of course, because I think I'm in a, I was in a hurry to jump ah. on with you guys. Oh, wait, it's all good, it's all good. You are here, can you are hear here. better now? You, you sound fine either way, both ways, in all honesty. Oh, Lord have mercy. Anyway, it's nice to see you, Amy. Yeah, you too. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so, sure I missed so much. I know. I was just going to say, and Amy was just telling us about how in a meditative state, she had an experience with a being on a planet. And we were just talking about how there's these different kind of experiences just because you didn't have like an in-person alien show, but your doorstep doesn't mean that that's not an experience. You had an experience on a different level. And that's just as valid as someone who would say that they were abducted or that they talked to an alien in their basement. Oh, absolutely. Especially I I did too. I think it's more valid. Um, especially because, you know, there's all this talk about how, um, a lot of abduction programs have ended. And so a lot of people that have been going through these typical flesh and blood type of experiences, they're actually my lab experiences. They're military. Right. So um, I think it just makes sense that it would be in that plane. I'll take these stupid glasses off. I don't need them anymore. (laughs) I love that. Um, (laughs) So it it also... It told Amy that it had this message of like of love. It wanted you to go back and teach love. So Amy, what did you interpret that as? Like just love in general or like, like what's the feeling you got from that? Like, what is it that you took from that experience that you're bringing to the UFO world? Yeah. Well, love can transcend it all. Love can make things come together. You know, a lot of people have a trouble with some of the people that I promote or I like to bring on my show and I, I support them. I think that they're bringing a lot in. Uh, so I think, you know, in that terms, just coming in with full love for everybody in the community so that they can share and talk and whatever. It doesn't have to be super serious. Um, but, but yeah, I guess that's, that's one thing, just giving love to everybody. Yeah, I think something that needs to to happen in the UFO community is people need to stop hating so much on people's guests that they have, I think sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, because 
the alien world is inclusive of everybody and there's a space for everybody. And I think that it's so invalidating of people to try to, to knock down of, well, why are you talking to this person? Or why are you talking to this person? Or why are you letting this person have a platform? You have a show when you can have a platform and show whoever and whatever stories you want to showcase. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare ever let anyone get you down for the type of content that you're putting out there. Everybody's stories are important. Even stories that me and Bree don't believe in, or even Bobby, like we, we on Cryptid Corner, we do cover cases that we do not believe in any capacity, but there's importance in talking about those things. And we can be respectful of those people and those stories and those spaces. Absolutely, Jamie. Yeah. And it's like that thing, like, it's like with anything, uh, especially within like a fringe group, it's like, guys, we're, we're pretty few and far between, like, we're kind of the for lack of a better word, like the outcasts from the normies, we might as well like hang out and talk about various perspectives and, and ideas and theories rather than even atomizing our already atomized group in and of itself. Like I hate politics oh of stuff God. like this. It's so annoying. And I mean, I've said to this to you guys a million times, whether it be aliens or whatever else, I listen to and read books and, and watch YouTube videos or whatever on a lot of people I disagree with. But that doesn't mean you can't learn something from them. That means it doesn't mean you can't. Like, you don't have to agree with everyone 100%, 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And That's you shouldn't. Boring. And you shouldn't. Yeah, so exactly. Boring. Like, if you're yeah. not changing your perspective, you are indoctrinated. You need to learn how to, if you're this, if you got into this, say, five years ago, just hypothetically, if you got into the alien UFO thing five years ago, and your perspective on it has not evolved oh. in that five years. There's a problem. You're, yeah, you're <laughs> just an oh NPC gosh, at that totally. point. Totally. No, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. You have to, I think one thing in this community is you have to evolve with the time. And if you're not doing that, then there's a problem there. Like, what is it that you're really supporting and you're trying to put out there if you're not evolving with what's going on? I can't tell you how many times I've changed my like thought process about this so many times and then even changed it back. And that's the thing we have to do. It's about growth, no matter what you're doing. Um, I just think it's so helpful to get as many perspective out there as you can. And I feel like that's what we're doing too. It's like, you know, Hey, you want to come on the show? I might not necessarily believe your story, but I think it's helpful to just get a story out there. And it's like that diversity, I think is really what puts the bigger pieces together as well. So if we all just stuck to the same people that have the same viewpoints, we're only seeing a really small portion of what's really out there. And I'm the type of person that like, if there's a controversial figure and people say I shouldn't listen to them or read them or oh, I go do it immediately. I'm like, that's the first person I'm going to order their book on Amazon or whatever, you know, so you're it's not like, helping don't get me by wrong. shaming people or, you know, no. ousting them. You're helping but them, if anything, as far as I'm concerned. It is normal too, though, to not align with someone in their, their information. Yeah, but totally I think it's about, yeah. I think it's just about doing it in a respectful way. If something isn't for you, then just don't take it and move on, but not pick it apart. Couldn't you agree know? with you more. Hey, Unless you're getting... contextually in some sort of debate format, like I think you yeah. can still well, bring then that's a different that story. Table. Yeah. But I think but we it's about use respect, yeah. some of that stuff as well if we want to kind of solidify what this actually what this phenomenon actually is you do need conflicting uh, viewpoints 100 percent points to try to like uh what's the word like um synthesize it down and like bleed it down into something new you know so absolutely anyway. so amy did you start your show before or after you had this experience with the being oh uh, um after like after, two years after two years yeah. after so yeah. what 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 is it that pushed you to jump to do a live show on youtube there had to have been some sort of event in your life that made you want to ch get out of the chat rooms and start your own yeah i wanted to hang out with the people in the tv <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know this isn't because it was it was the middle of 2020 and i was like i was like what's holding me back this looks cool. I want to be on these shows. I want to talk about aliens. I want to have fun with this. This is cool. People start their own little shows. They get like a couple people in the chat room. It's fun. I was like, mm -hmm. that's like the coolest thing. Sorry, my glasses are messing with me. Oh, you're fine. You're but fine. um, yeah, dude, it, it was it was that. Yeah. It, you know, I will say like fine. it's it's incredibly lonely. I'm I'm not an experiencer at all, but I'm 
highly, highly interested in this stuff. And that alone is lonely, let alone someone that wants to, needs to talk to somebody else that has actually had these experiences. It's like, I can only imagine it's like a whole different level of trying to find some sort of outlet to someone to just, you know, be a soundboard to or interview someone that you respect in the community. Like that's what's great about the internet now is you can like, what's stopping you? Like we have everything we need, get it a webcam and a microphone and it's pretty easy now. Like you guys, like even Jamie and Bree, you guys started your thing, what, five, six years ago? Mm -hmm, five, yeah. I mean, and look how much it's grown already, you know, and look how many yeah. prestigious names and voices you've talked to and have the opportunity and the types of people you meet, like uh, Amy and, and myself, of course. Of course, of, of course. course. You guys <laughs> are the highest the of best. And I it never even got it. a webcam. No, I have a webcam. I just <laughs> never have one. use it. So you it's just like it. you, you can do whatever with almost just as little um like stuff as possible really it's like you could even use your phone if you really wanted to be super grassroots about it oh, you know, know you don't need all of the fanciest equipment yeah it helps but i think if you have something good to bring to the table it doesn't really matter that much no so and if we want to Sorry, I was, go ahead. I was gonna say, and it's true because Amy's channel started off really small and it's now it's over a thousand people on there. People are donating to her every time she goes live. Like it's a big deal, Amy. Like <gasps> there's you, no more gatekeepers. It's no more gatekeepers. There's not exactly there's not gatekeepers, not just that, Amy, but you are a shining star in this community. You obviously you obviously have something going on for you to keep excelling like you do and people to keep reacting the way you do because i think at the end of the day what it is amy is you're just like everyone else in your chat because that's where you started you're just like all of these people that you're talking to and that really resonates with them you're bringing them information the same way that you had information brought to you yes and that was it jamie you hit it right on the nail because like i remember wanting like just you know people have their thoughts about being in the live chat but for a lot of people, the live chat's where they go, man, mm -hmm. to kick back because they got five kids or maybe, they, maybe they're homebound or maybe they're really old or whatever. Some people kick it in those chats all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, they've got, they've got something that prevents them from being able to, not everybody, not everybody, you know, but for me, yeah, I was sitting at home taking care of my kid and that was what I did. That was my hobby. And I noticed that, you know, that, and I remember, so I went to Disclosure Con like a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and it was so cool because one of my friends in the chat was like, I would have never been able to get there, Amy. I'm in the UK, I'm homebound. It's so cool that I can just see you. All I was doing, I turned on my phone and was like, this is the hotel, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Check exactly, yeah. You know? <laughs> and he was like, that's cool, thanks for showing because you're you're giving a window you know and that's that's and that's what keeps me going it's like I, i'll go and i want to film and i want to be with people like there's so much cool stuff to go and do together mm -hmm. you know? um as as the community as the people in the chats and i remember just watching the shows um because i always like the third phase of moon and i like all their little friends on the panel right third phase of moon is a UFO mm -hmm. channel and I just remember watching it and being like I want to partake want in that yeah show I want to be I remember saying that like five six years ago <laughs> that's to start a show or do this you know and I think 20 like 2020 was a big awakening moment for a lot of different people um yeah especially myself and so then once I was able to just like get on I literally didn't know what was going on with the mic. I literally had no place. Like it was, I felt like I was entranced by something. Mm -hmm. oh. I, no guys. The muse. Like, like I'm going to grab my microphone and go into the garage for an hour and just mm -hmm. talk some smack. And um, therapy. And some, and so from the beginning, because I am a live chat girl, there were already people who were my friends mm -hmm. who are ready the magic to sign started up yeah. from day one mm -hmm. you know That's like cool. the magic started from day one because renee cruz came to mm -hmm. the first episode you know i've known renee for gosh i don't even know how long 
No, and you have such a, a great community behind you that's so supportive of you. Your, you know, your listeners and your watchers and everyone in the live chat makes music for you. People make banners for you. Everyone is just so excited and supportive of you and what you're doing. And that's why you're growing as fast as you are, honestly. Well, I love everybody in the chat. They're all my friends. And that, and, and that reflects with how they treat you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of, God, why does that, that hit me hard? Oh, good. It's true <laughs> though. Oh. Um, well, cause I think it's really hard when you get really into different shows and then someone's like, well, you're my fan. And you're like, well, we don't use fan. We say really, like listener for like the last five years. And I know <laughs> a lot of crazy things about like, no, like I don't, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just a total different paradigm. We're not just like a radio show. We're a freaking group of people who've been hanging out with each other in these live chats for years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Tell us. Sometimes I don't listen to the shows I'm watching. Me too. I do Sometimes I'm just there for the live chat. Amy, same thing. And I actually tell people and I'm at work, I'm like, I'm here in the live chat, but my, my sound is off. I have no idea what's going on in the background. I'm just here to say hi to everyone yeah. all the time. Yeah. I just want to say hi. I do the same you thing. Know? Because I think I've seen you four times today, Jamie. <laughs> Probably, in all honesty, I am on that live fucking circuit. Um, right? And so that's the power. And I just think that's the power. Like, you do a Twitter poll. People want to know. I want to know what everybody else thinks. When you get live and there's, like, 50 people in the chat, it's, like, a different vibe. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not me. It's the vibe of everyone there. It's the vibe mm-hmm. of the people coming in. I mean, I was freaking floored last week. I had all sorts, including Angela, randomly. Mm -hmm. Angela was like, I'm here. And I was like, what? (laughs) And that's the thing. I never know what's going to happen. And like for the longest time, it was like when I get to a thousand subs, when I monetize, you know, and now it's, it's there. And it's just like every step after this, I'm shocked it's made it this far shocked oh like, it's gonna go farther but this is i am happy though i know this you was are. the dream this was what i hoped could happen one day and it happened it's all that matters yes of, bobby totally. has a question yeah one, one of the themes. this is kind of for everybody um but one of the themes i'm noticing in this conversation alone is just that uh more or less the the ease of use and the you know the network that the internet has provided with us has given us the ability to create these communities and these you know chambers to have these conversations and for people to be validated outside of their physical social circle that may you know scoff at it or whatever um if we want to subscribe to the whole like back engineering thing how technology took an abrupt evolution in the middle of the 20th century do you think that perhaps that that evolution of technology may have been part of a larger more esoteric agenda to wake the consciousness through technology with these various communities jamie you're shaking your head okay so Uh. so okay so i don't think about it so much on the consciousness side of it but what if if you look at statistically what's happening with this technology wise is when you have the ufo boom going on where people were seeing a lot of sightings around the roswell area our technology took off in skyrocketed and after Mm -hmm. that moment it went nowhere and has gone nowhere since so it's interesting that you look at those correlations when people try to say that there's no way there's no possibility in the world that we could have back engineered craft when you just statistically look at how we are with technology and how it works we went up one big spike when we did the wheel we went up one big spike after roswell crashed and if you just looking at the data there's Mm -hmm. something bigger going on i don't necessarily know if it is serving in a sense of trying to be consciousness but i think that it's the government self-serving themselves yeah and i'm not talking about like yeah consciousness from like a biological standpoint i'm just talking about like people's paradigms Mm -hmm. and acceptance of what actually is or may be true or more open to these kind of ideas so if you go into the whole like eisenhower if you subscribe to the whole like eisenhower's you know deal with the grays or whatever Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff whatever it may be like are, this this new awakening, which is a word that I think is incredibly cliche at this point, mm-hmm. but it's for lack of a better word, this new kind of acceptance within more people because we can get together like this 
is that just a byproduct of technology or was that kind of part of the plan to push humanity mm, okay, I get what forward? You're saying. you know what I mean? So Jane, so I see where Jamie is, but Amy, where, where does your mind sit with that? Immediately. We're already there. We're already there. Come on. You know, when so I, I was thinking about you, Jamie, before you, I, I think you've texted, you've messaged me and I was like, I was just thinking about you all the time, <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? Like all the time. So I think just the text messaging alone, it's, it's, it's helping us align more with all of our thought patterns. We can mm -hmm. follow them through hashtags or mm -hmm. communities. These are no longer books with paper in it. These are, you know, Elon Musk talks, talks about the atrophy of knowledge, which is when the smartest super duper person smart in the world dies, a lot of information dies with that person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's in their brain. They, what, you know, if Bobby Loeb died tomorrow, we would be missing something that he did not get to get on paper or put in an interview or put out there, you know? And so that's where things, you know, they start to get really wild for sure. Um, and so I think when it comes to, when it comes to talking about all the, all these things and the atrophy of knowledge, um, we're all connected right now and they're, and, and right, like we're getting closer to the collective unconsciousness, at least on some level, we might already be there. I think, I think at the very least, it's easier to consolidate it and evolve it forward. So like, back in the day you know let's let's go all the way back to like academia in greece or whatever it was just like certain people of the population were privileged enough to go into like these schools that plato taught at or whatever aristotle whatever and it was this very exclusive concentration of voices much smaller than what we have now and and they were able to hash out ideas over a very long period of time i feel like using the ufo thing as an example i feel like the perspective and the paradigm of the UFO phenomenon compared to like now versus like even like 1995 is something completely different than well, I, what we thought of it as in the 90s. And now because we've all been able to come together, bounce ideas off of each other, it's it's consolidated that collective unconsciousness within the the greater collective and and pushed it even faster and even bigger than ever was possible before. Well, and I think what you have to understand too is that I think that the internet was not meant to be what it is today, right? It wasn't meant to be this giant information highway that is unregulated and it's just insane out there. I think what mm -hmm. happened is, is that the internet might've been started and the government might have been on the side of it because they saw a way that they could use it as a tool and i think that it got so out of yeah. control that it's out of their hands at this point mm -hmm. i don't think Jamie's that it was out of the bottle exactly i don't think it was ever intended to form us all in these groups i think it was mm -hmm. meant to do the opposite of that i think it was meant for control and a way to spy on people they were like oh this sounds great we're gonna have the internet we'll or be in everyone's social home engineering. Well, which, they're which still is, doing still that, that well, exactly too. they're still having that but i don't think that they they like they didn't expect late. Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all the other things that arose with the internet that are now kind of counteracting a lot of the things and aiding a lot of the things that like the look at does. all the look at all the gatekeeper narratives of like corporate media that's just floundering right now like so no one horribly. listens to that it's no. all dying it's all old guard dying and now everyone gets all their information from people like you guys. Um, I mean, in, and that's, in, the, in this context, at least, or where, it, wherever, and, for whatever. And that's else. how it started. If you look at the slow decline of like the the, the paper newspaper, like the actual physical mm -hmm. paper newspaper, nobody gets those anymore. You started reading it online. Then after you stopped reading it online, you stopped dealing with the bullshit of these news websites mm -hmm. because they were so crazy that you start going to these blogs and these other things and you go right. down these rabbit holes for news media does not have the same power it had 10, 15 years ago over the population that it that it did. But and then we have to get into the whole thing is, is truth a product of a collective perception within a group of people or an individual or is there objective? I don't want to get super. I was, like, that's getting, I was like, that's going to get super fucking deep because you have to understand yeah, that on some level, we all have our our own personal truths that we have. And my personal truth cannot be your personal truth and vice versa, or you know what I mean? Or it could, or it couldn't. So I think when you get into that, you can't talk about people's truth collectively right. because I think it gets much more broken down. And I, but I sense. still think that there is a scaffolding of like the, tr like truth within human nature or physics or the cosmos. Some of it we may not understand yet, mm -hmm. but there is still some sort of like 
set of rules there, I would say. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I, I think that what it goes down to, like what I believe how the universe works in general is I signed a soul contract. I'm doing exactly what I'm, what I signed up myself to do. So I have no questions about what my path is or what I have going on. I'm just kind of like tooting along with it. Like, all right, thanks aliens. I'm doing my little, my little, my little alien dance over here. I'm gonna keep going until you tell me to do something else. And so to me, it's not, there's a framework that I have around me and I'm following it. I could deviate mm -hmm. from it at, of any time. If I genuinely wanted to, I am just currently in my path. You know what I mean? And when, on that note, Jamie, and anyone can answer this, but when we start to accept or subscribe to paradigms that are larger than ourselves, do you find that um, you're less prone to fear? No. You're okay. Amy, you answer this. I feel like. Yeah, Amy. <laughs> Sorry. We're like, we, we, really get into, we, the three of us get, yeah the, yeah, the three of us get into fucking tangents sometimes about stuff. Yeah. Does it make me more scared? Yeah. Like, when I when think you, of the big you, picture? When you know, yeah, like, do you, like, I think it could go one of two ways. It could go existential crisis way where you're like, oh, I'm just a dot on this larger grand scheme. Or it could be like, oh, this is part of a larger plan. This is something that, you know what I mean? Like you could mm -hmm. perceive it one way or the other. I was just curious, like when you accept that you're a part of something larger than yourself or a part of some phenomenon that most people don't subscribe to or, or, or a perspective that people don't see the way you do, are you more prone to, let's say life kicks you in the teeth. Do you feel like that that's just, part of the larger mechanism or you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. I get what you're trying yeah. to say. So basically what he's trying to say is that like when you have obstacles come in front of you, do you take that as like a fear and run and hide or do you like stand in your power and be like, let's go? Like, well, how do you? So there, you, yeah, go for there it. Are, there are philosophies, right? There are philosophies and ways of thinking that we've been following for a long time, right? Like one, we were told that there was no ice anywhere in the solar system, but mm -hmm. earth, mm -hmm. you know, we were told, I mean, we're just constantly being told to believe that something like, and what's weird to me is that we wouldn't see something bigger that for some reason we've been taught that we'll be on this rock, this planet will explode and we'll all die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for some reason that doesn't piss us off enough to try to get off of it. And mm -hmm. we don't even know 98% of the asteroids that could hit our planet today. We don't know, we don't know. You know, and so um, no man, it always makes me feel like let's get this going. I, I, I think like the total opposite. No, I wouldn't, I don't have an existential crisis. I'm like, what do okay. I do? No, I know what That's we what, do. Especially with your astral project, bring it back to your experience with the, this like uh, feminine entity. It's almost like you experience something larger than yourself. So I would think that that would like give you some sort of like cradle of comfort to some degree. In, in oh yeah, scheme. definitely. Right. There, okay. there needs to be like, I don't understand the idea that we're just gonna let this amazing, crazy thing called life just disappear. Like, okay, I understand it. Space travel is expensive and maybe we should be thinking about everything on the planet. I totally understand it. But like on another level, it's like, are you just gonna let everything die? Are you gonna let your house burn down? Are you gonna let your whole field die and like not water it because mm -hmm. of something else? It's time to like, we've gotta keep humanity going. We've got to make sure that we get this life out there onto other planets. We need to. There are planets. We think there are planets like Earth, and there probably are. There might even be people like you and I that could help us. There could be entities that want to help us transcend. You know, there could be so many amazing things. And people are like, well, what if they're all not nice? Well, they're not going to be nice. It's just going to be like Earth. Yeah, we're, we're not nice. Yeah, we're a bunch of assholes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then there's yeah, gonna I, be amazing people, and then there's gonna be crazy evil people. Yeah, I always think it's so funny. People are like, "Oh, the threat narrative. Aliens are gonna come down." Well, we would do that if an alien showed up on our White House lawn. We would shoot it. So why <laughs> should we expect anything different from the fucking aliens? Well, we did shoot it. We did Battle of Los Angeles. The well, the White House, 1952, right? The lights over the White House yep. over Washington. Mm -hmm. They scrambled the F-16s. It just it makes no sense to me that they, yeah. That's why I hate the threat narrative. Like we're the ones who are threatening 
if anything. We're the scary ones with the big giant bombs and the goddamn nukes. Unless you want to go down the whole like intergalactic imperialism thing. Like when, 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 like, when like the Span, let's say the Spaniards or whoever arrived in like South America, those might as well have been aliens to the, Mm-hmm. And we don't have to go into their whole belief system or anything. I'm just saying, like, in the tangible reality, across the ocean might as well have been outer space. Well, that's and exactly then, when, when they we talk were, about people, like, looking at UFOs, they're using the words that they know how to describe them. Right. You, to them, it could have been anything. It's the same thing when we see a UFO. We don't know what the fuck we're looking at. So we're like, uh, it's an orb. Mm-hmm. Right. I said fiery birds. Yeah, mm-hmm. fiery birds made no sense, but it's like, but that's what your brain interpreted it, it as. You are bound to where you are, how you grew up, and what time you are in, and that's the the words and the phrases you use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what other what other experiences you got, alien girl? Yeah, any one? any more any more aliens that you enough? had? <laughs> no, Those are great. No, good. I was just curious. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think just starting the show in general has been an insane amazing experience on so many different levels because like I you were like well I just I wanted to be in the tv with you guys you know um because it was just interesting I would be in the live chats watching Jane and Jess because I loved their show Mm -hmm. that weird Hollywood and I I remember seeing you guys oh that's creepy on there Oh, I you I was looking at Jamie and Bree and I said that I'm gonna hang out with these girls. Honestly, these the first time the first cool. time we met was on one of uh Jane's shows. And I'm not gonna lie, Amy, I think we've talked to each other nonstop since that show. Probably. I think at this point, yeah, like pretty much nonstop since that show. We've like been in our Twitter DMs with each other. Yeah, yeah, nonstop. Yeah. And and so that's what's been really weird like you know and then knowing that I'll, I know I'm gonna meet you guys one day I know oh, soon, we're gonna for be sure. a UFO conference and we're gonna hang out and we're gonna kick back um and just like Kelly Kelly Lee Dodge and just mm-hmm. the friends you make you know you're like where did this person come from and it's like transforming you know my life um yeah and I and I it's just so interesting like to talk about it the show from the angle that you were talking about it as it being like this it's like a group of people it's a movement it might just be us throwing alien emojis and rainbows into a chat but it's so much more than that but it's 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 a community i think that's what anybody who gets into the ufo field whether it's podcasting or youtube live shows or anything like that at the end of the day i think what you're looking for is just a community to feel comfortable and to talk to with you know that's why me and brie started it because we wanted a community to talk to that's why bobby's around he wanted a community to talk to i think at the end of the day that's why i don't understand the so much of the bickering or the the he said she said or the throwing things around because at the end of the day we just wanted a community where we can all talk to each other about this stuff amy when you started your channel did you foresee it growing to where it has now or did you just start doing it and with an attitude of like let's just see what happens it's going to be fun or did you have any kind of like long-term goals there or were you just kind of following your passion or something else completely um you know i'm people were watching it mm-hmm that's what made it yeah, like if I'm if I made a video like I have a crafting channel and I'll work really hard on something you know shoot it from all these different angles get some really cool music spend $50 on materials get 24 views mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and you're like okay that was cool but like I don't like it's fun when you can make a video that really helps people yeah um, but then just to see that people really like this content it's something that I know I've seen too many boys sorry bobby on um, these shows who they 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 you know i've seen too many boys and and honestly like i i not to sound cocky but i i rival their knowledge and i love being put in front of them and i i've learned mm-hmm. not to second guess myself when i'm surrounded by men on a panel i don't second guess myself a lot of the time they'll be like well you don't know your research you didn't look that up that's a good one to shut somebody up. Not mm-hmm. not just a woman, but anybody. Yeah, you know, because you sure. can't cross-reference it in the moment when you're having the conversation. But I can't tell you how many times somebody has done that to me on a show. And so I like I have to be like, well, I guess I that's don't rude. know. And then I go look it up and I was right. Like so much of the time. I mean, you have to stop and, second guessing yourself. Yeah. I'll and so then when the that door. happens, 
you know, just jumping in and just being like, I'm not going to second guess myself. And a lot of Mm -hmm. things in 2020 happened that made me think, you know what, it's time I don't shut up. It's time I go out there and I say things because the freaking Titanic's coming down and everybody's pretending like it's okay and we should go get a smoke and a brandy, you know, Ooh. like, because everybody else is like, oh, it's going to be fine. No, somebody has to say the boat is going down. If things seem off, okay, go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm done. Boat- My mantra of 2021 is I am done apologizing for paying attention. Meaning, I like that. You know, like people want to naysay or throw stones with these crazy ideas you may have, whether it be in or outside of the UFO community. It's like, well, that's the whole thing with like conspiracy theory in general. It's like, yes, there are some cuckoo birds out there that are into fringe topics, clearly. But who's done more research, the naysayer or the people making the claim? And it's always the people making the claim. Mm -hmm. Whether they interpret it correctly or not, they're already more qualified than the person that's scoffing at it. I would argue in most cases. So. I would agree with you. I think we've made that point before on the show because like people who are going in and going after it are obviously going to know more than somebody who, you know, sees one YouTube video about it and they're like, oh, I don't believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. I would challenge any male too. Same here. And let's do it right now. The three of us, if anyone wants I feel to like challenge that's us. Why, I feel go. like that's why I did a podcast because I already knew everything that we were going to talk about. It's like, I know I'm very extremely knowledgeable on the subject so let's do it you know right right and you know when you girls got started i don't was there was there any girl no like no I, no not one not can't one. think of one not one not one no. it was a completely male dominated and it was a struggle from the beginning because uh, at the very beginning a lot of people only wanted to listen to us because we're women not because we were talking about aliens and so that was just, something that we had to overcome. Uh, we used to do like live videos on Instagram all the time. And the lives would turn into these very interesting, weird, long conversations that had nothing to do with about aliens. And we had to stop doing them because it was so much off of topic of what we were trying to do. Yeah, it was just about like looks and like. And that's why yeah. we didn't do video for a long time is because there was this stigma attached to being women. So there was a big difference between people not seeing us and just hearing us. Wow, that's insane. It's hard to yeah. believe you, you that that's you know what's really it's so different now. There's oh, just vaginas everywhere, everywhere. But it's it, back when we were doing this, it was so different. I mean, we would have a hard time approaching people because a lot of the times it was male podcasters who were asking for interviews. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like as a woman, yeah. I would have to go up to people and be very charming in a way that men wouldn't have to be when they would have to ask things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it, it was a different approach that we would have to have with people because at the beginning, a lot of people didn't take us seriously. I'm yeah. just going to speak when spoken to. Thank you, Bobby. That's why we're here. <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. It we're at the doesn't we're... help to say like, I know, right? Either. You know. <laughs> we do we do we got that all the time that was like the they're very knowledgeable but every other word is like Like. it's driving me crazy that's when i hit that i'm not sorry for talking like a californian anymore no yeah (laughs) all right guys we're at the end of our hour so we have to go any final thoughts from anyone anyone i'm sorry that i missed most of it at least you're fine you're beautiful listen and rewatch exactly just thank you so much for letting me come on your show i love you girls so much so crazy to think that I like it hit me in, in the moment. I was like, oh my gosh, these were the these were the people in the TV. <laughs> well, you're here. You're you're one of the people in the, the people TV. In the now. TV I wanted to hang out with. It's okay because that's that's a little bit of Bobby's origin story. I love the way that story. you say that in the TV. <laughs> it's kind of Bobby's origin story with us and the alien stuff because he was he started listening to us and then he like randomly DM'd me and then I don't even know how I ended up giving him my phone number and I jokingly say that he's my best internet friend and we've been like I'm text- smooth like that. Yeah, we've been text messaging each other for like three years now, never met in person, but here he is on our goddamn show. Yeah, <laughs> so- sorry I crashed the lady party. <laughs> no, okay. we love it. We love it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> all right guys we love you so much we'll see you guys all next week thanks bye bye, bye. bye.